As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Andrew, hit us with that spoiler cast theme song. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you had to break the silence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's great. That's perfect theme song for the movie Silence. Uh, we're going to talk spoilers on Silence. If you want to hear the full review, of course, uh, you can check in the podcast proper where we talk a little bit about the movie in general. But now to get into the nitty gritty details of Martin Scorsese's Silence. Uh, Andrew? Yes. What do we want to talk about? How do we want to go about this thing? If we went over every single thing in this movie, <laughs> it would take forever. So let's not. Let's just talk about like maybe the the moments that you know were kind of important, that were interesting to us, uh, those kind of things. So the movie starts off with uh, Liam Neeson's character, Father Ferreira. He is. The movie starts off with him already captured, along with other Jesuit priests from Portugal in Japan, and they're being tortured by the Japanese. They're being burned with scalding water from a uh, lake, like one of those uh, hot springs. Hot springs. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to give you the idea of what the Japanese think of these, uh, this ministry of traveling Jesuit priests who are spreading the gospel mm-hmm. in Japan, then we're, I guess some time has passed since then. We come now to Portugal where we have Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver's character, Father Rodriguez and Father Garupe, are being told by their father, uh, Syrian Hines, who is saying, uh, I've got root word that Father Ferreira in Japan has now apostatized. He has renounced his faith, and he is now living as a Japanese. He has taken a Japanese wife, and he has Japanese children. And, of course, Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield don't believe this. They say it must be... Um, it's hypocrisy. It's probably just propaganda from the Japanese to try and make us lose faith. We're going to go prove them wrong. Yeah, we're going to go find him. We're going to go find him. So they get to Japan, and they realize that Japan is far worse off than they could have ever imagined as far as the way Christians not only um, 
ministries or ministers, but also Japanese who have converted to Christianity are being treated. Mm-hmm. There is an inquisitor who is going around and forcing people to renounce their faith lest they be murdered mm-hmm. or tortured or anything until they renounce their faith. Yeah. Imprisoned, exactly. He's asking them to step on an image of Christ to kind of, yes. you know, disrespect it in that way. Exactly. Um, some of them do. There's one character who we keep seeing over and over again. I love that character. Yeah, uh, who is played by uh, Yosuke Kubazuka. His character's name is Kichi, Kichijiro. Kichijiro. And he keeps coming back into the film over and over again. He renounces his faith just so he can get away, but then he'll come back and ask for forgiveness for renouncing his faith over and over and over. I think like four or five mm-hmm. times in the movie yeah. he does it. He is like Judas <laughs> to the max. Yeah, no, and it's very, very much a, a metaphorical Judas. I mean, he's even given pieces of silver for turning in, you know, the priest at one point. He turns in Andrew Garfield's character. It's 300 pieces of silver. Um, And he, yeah, he's very much a, a Judas. Yeah. Um. So... Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver get separated, and Adam Driver decides to go one direction, and then Andrew Garfield decides, I'm going to go... So was it that Andrew Adam Driver decided to go and find Ferreira, and Andrew Garfield decided to do something else? Uh, You know, honestly, I don't remember why they split, except that they thought that was safer and better, because hadn't they been caught or something, or uh, identified... Well, where they were, the Inquisitor uh, had made his way to the town that they were both hiding in. Was that after they drowned the people on the crosses in the ocean? That was after after that happened. Yeah. That's when they decided to split up. Yeah, which what a heartbreaking scene mm-hmm. because the people in that town were just so. I hate saying it. They were so poor, but they were so wealthy at the same time with the way that they like. We don't need anything else. We have. Jesus in our lives, we mm-hmm. we have everything we need, and just whenever they had that taken from them, it was so detrimental. That's whenever I was saying like things were really uncomfortable to watch the drowning scene, waiting for the high tide to come in, and mm-hmm. they're saying that it took four days to kill him. Yeah, and that was, that was hard to watch. But then they split up, and then. Andrew Garfield starts to lose his mind a little bit mm-hmm. from being heat exhaustion and eating like really salty foods and, you know, being just dehydrated. He comes to a spring. He starts drinking from the spring. He looks in the reflection and it's Jesus instead of him. And then the Inquisitor captures him. Yeah. And at, from that point on, he is now a captor of the Japanese Empire. And. It, Stuff gets bad. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff, end. Stuff gets bad for two hours. <laughs> um, just to, to speak so far I, of things that I think are, are valuable to talk about that we can talk about in spoilers. Number one, when I talk about the themes of this movie, there's one, again, there's no way I'd be able to cover all yeah. the themes that this thing covers. But there is this overarching theme of especially Rodriguez, Father Rodriguez, who is Andrew Garfield's character of him seeing himself as Jesus. And I don't just mean literally in the pond. I think that's a literal example of this that what this movie is trying to say about the priesthood in the Catholic Church in that priests because they 
they have said often um, that they become kind of the living embodiment of who Jesus was for the church. Yeah. So, for instance, with sacraments like uh, communion or those kind of things, uh, that they are there to make sure that the you know um, the, the body is actually the body and the blood is the blood, and they they oversee that. Or you know they will be the ones you you have to confess to a priest, you know, because they are the ones that can communicate to God. And so, um, so the movie has this incredible theme about how damaging that kind of pride can be to someone when they start to see themselves as Christ instead of wanting to be uh, to embody what Christ taught, you know, like the difference of that. So you interpreted that scene as he saw himself as Christ. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. That's not what I took it as. So yeah. I took it as him seeing like, I'm still on the right path. I'm still doing good. Like seeing Jesus was mm-hmm. like a sign of, I know... Because maybe he was starting to doubt himself and yeah. his journey, but now that he has seen this sign and that he was reinvigorated, so. But you seeing you interpreting it because you probably are right. Well, he even talks um, later down the road. He does actually get to spend time with Father Ferreira again. Yeah, uh, and we'll kind of explain a little bit of how it gets there. But I just to draw out, Father Ferreira says something to him. Uh, at one of the most crucial parts of the movie where he is watching other people be tortured for him. Yeah. Um, about him seeing himself in that way and about, I forget what the exact line was, but he says something about, you know, um, you, you see yourself as Jesus to these people, but that, that is not the role that, that they put themselves in. You know, yeah. they would never be as prideful as to say, you know, oh, I'm just like Jesus because I'm doing this. Um, but you are being prideful in that way or some, something along those lines. So yeah. I, I saw that theme kind of here and there throughout the film. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So he's captured by the Japanese Empire. He's thrown before the Inquisitor. And the conversations that he has with the Inquisitor, I can see parts where the Inquisitor is starting to question his motives for... Uh, the way he's treating the the Christians, because there are times in the movie where he's like, oh, well, maybe you're a little bit right, but he's still so set in his ways. And you can see parts where even uh, Rodriguez, Andrew Garfield's character, is starting to question oh, yeah. the Christian role in Japan. Like, mm-hmm. are Even what he here? believes, you know. Yeah, even what he believes and stuff. So it's it's fascinating watching in parts of the movie the back and forth between, because you do still see respect between these two men it's opposing ideologies but you still don't see like i know i'm better than you because i believe in this you you see two men trying to understand each other Mm -hmm. and i really appreciated that and um even more i really appreciated the um the relationship between andrew garfield and the interpreter not the inquisitor but the interpreter who was pretty much his japanese companion from the moment he was captured to help him understand where I thought the big reveal in the movie was going to turn out that the interpreter was the inquisitor. Mm. I thought that that's where the movie was leading. That it was going to be this big plot twist, but it turns out that the inquisitor was the inquisitor. Yeah. But, uh, um, because there's a part in the movie where the interpreter takes Andrew Garfield's character to a beach. And at the beach, we find out that that Father Garupe, Adam Driver's character, had been captured and had been told that Andrew Garfield 
had apostatized. He lied that they lied to him. Yeah. And that they both were told that about each other. Exactly. So it is now time for Adam Driver's character to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Is he going to apostatize? Is he going to renounce his faith in order to save people from being murdered? And he decides not to, that he's going to die with his disciples, or not disciples, his, yeah. uh, what would you call them? His fo- followers? Sure. His yeah. followers. His flock. His flock. There we go. That's a great word. And he decides that he's going to sacrifice his own life and die with his flock via drowning. Mm-hmm. They wrap up his followers in in a, what would you call that? It's some sort of... Uh- it's I, I want to say bamboo, bamboo but yeah. it's it's something like that, you know. It's just, but it's a constricting um, wrap, like a wrap. cocoon. Yeah, so they can't get out, and they're thrown into the ocean. And Adam Driver, who is looking incredibly malnourished at this point, mm-hmm. he jumps into the ocean to try and save even one of them, and he ends up drowning and dying. So after that, Adam Driver is ta- or Andrew Garfield is taken back into his kit cage. And he is then introduced, the rumors are true, Father Ferreira is, in fact, living as a Japanese. He has a Japanese wife and a Japanese family. And he is trying to convince Andrew Garfield Rodriguez that Christianity is not needed in Japan. And this is what I was talking about with Liam Neeson really just being miscast because I wasn't buying a man who had been living in Japan and take, taken in the Japanese culture or the fact that he was Portuguese <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with that thick Irish accent. But uh, what did what did you feel during the scene whenever you see Andrew Garfield sort of losing almost the last bit of hope? Yeah. Um, so I think it all culminates in the torture scene. At the of, very end. Of the, I think there are five people that they have uh, upside down hanging, you know, with their head uh, underground, and they cut them a little bit so that they're, you know, the blood runs to their head, but it runs out so that they don't die. Yeah. But that they're just being tortured. And they they basically, I found it really interesting, because when you think of martyrdom, Mm -hmm. you think of somebody dying for what they believe. Yeah, which honestly is is actually much easier than watching other people die for what you believe. Yeah, you know, I, if you truly believe it, it's if you truly, if it's not put on you, then it's right, put on exactly. Else. It's like, yeah, all of a sudden your choices have consequences for others, and so the you know he finally gets to that point where he has to make that decision. And what's really interesting in that moment is you hear a voice on the movie. That yeah. says it's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And the voice of Jesus. He believes that's the voice of Jesus. I think the movie leaves that open to interpretation. I because that voice is voiced by the same actor who played their um, supervisor in yeah uh, Syrian Hines. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the movie leaves very much open to interpretation that he could be justifying this himself. Yeah. And you know, saying that this is what you know, Jesus is saying to him. And the idea being both, how do you think you would react in this situation? What is, you know, where, you know, what is true um, apostatizing and what is just saving people's lives by saying something you don't believe? So, we, so it's really interesting. You're see, 
you're saying something you don't believe about something you don't believe. You know, so the double negative meaning you still actually believe it, but you don't want people to die for you kind of thing. And I just I think it's really fascinating and I found it to be really powerful and really effective. Um, And I think, again, the movie allows you to feel either way about it, like you come at it in in kind of an ambiguous way. Did you pick one for me? Yeah. It's so hard. Like, I can't I can't imagine being in that situation, I think I would, I would have just, like, I wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> like, that's me. Like, I'm not wanted. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, um, but we live in a much different world now than then yeah. as well. But if I were in that exact situation where somebody was asking me to renounce what I believe or other people are going to die, um, I honestly don't know that I could tell you how I would react. Mm. You know, it's just, it's just, I, that's why I found it so effective. So here, here's a question, and this is <clears throat> not really a film critique question. It's more of a moral question. Do you think that just simply saying it to save someone is actually renouncing faith, or do you think that it's just words at that point to save somebody? Um, I that that is the question, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the answers to those kind of deep questions. My belief is that. Um, the the God that that I believe in, mm-hmm. um, that you know, uh, I feel I have a relationship with, is uh, a God of grace and forgiveness and understanding. And you know, I I don't believe that relationship has to be severed because of choices I make. Yeah. Um. But I also believe that you can sever that relationship, uh, if you choose to, and if. So in my mind, that would be actually meaning it. Um, but at the same time, I, I still think it could be right to stand up for it. and Because at the end of the day, you're not killing those people. Yeah. The, the Japanese soldiers are killing those people mm-hmm. because of what you believe. But that is not, I mean, you know, that's what, that's what I find really interesting. Is, and that's what free speech is all about. It's about the idea that you can't force people to believe something. You know, you, yeah. you have to have the ability to have conversation and let the ideas fight, not the people. You know, use words, not swords. You know, that, that kind of stuff. So, um, anyways, all that to say, I, I don't know. I don't have yeah, any you answers. Know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I know how I, I, what I believe and how I live my life, but at the same time, yeah. um, I'm, I'm a fallible, not omniscient human being. I have, you know, no idea. There's nothing I can say for certain. And maybe that was the idea that Scorsese was trying to deliver in this I movie. I think so. I think that was part of it. Okay. So he does end up stepping on the, uh, slab mm-hmm. of Jesus and uh, crumbling over, and uh, from that day on, he starts living as a Japanese, and he works for the Japanese, em- uh, the Empire, in order to, uh, he works with Liam Neeson's character, and whenever something is imported into Japan, they have to look at it and d- determine whether or not it's of Christian, uh, uh, what am I trying to say here, if it's a Christian Artifact, like it's like a it's hidden, hidden Christian artifact kind of yeah. thing with crosses in it somewhere. And uh, if it does, then they throw it away. So that's and what possibly d- punish the people who who had it. Yeah, which is which another part where I'm going like that's just that's wrong. Like I, I can't imagine if I still if I still believed doing something like that. 
Yeah. You know, that's a more direct yeah. even uh, way of, of harming people. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. So he ends up living out the rest of his days until he dies in Japan. Um, and he always said that he has renounced his faith. But whenever he is being given the Buddhist burial... And he is being burnt. We see that he died holding a cross. Yeah, his wife put a cross. So did his, in his wife hand. put a cross in his hand? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So were we to understand that he had? Was that her saying like this was a part of your life, so this needs to be buried with you, or was she saying that he had actually lived in secret as a Christian? I think both uh, are. I think it's open to interpretation as as much <laughs> oh, as, as as much as this movie. Uh, I. I think the intention is that he had always been a secret Christian. Yeah, that's what it, I took away as well. And I and I think that there's also a, a um, conversation with Liam Neeson where Liam says something about our God or something like that. Yeah. And this is again after everything, and he says, "Did you just say our God?" And Liam says, "I don't think that happened," or something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think some of that's there. I, I think the movie definitely intends to honor the idea of what these men had to go through and what they did and to give them the grace of still, still believing, even though they had to, in the most horrible of circumstances, pretend like they didn't believe. Yeah. Um, but again, that's, I mean, that's so nuanced and I got to tell you, one of the things that, that I, that I drew from it that I found really interesting, especially as it, as it goes to kind of from the Japanese government perspective and what they're doing, and this goes again back to the the idea of freedom of speech, those kind of things. <clears throat> you know, you look at kind of where our culture is or kind of things happening in the world right now with keep these kind of people out, don't let them in, you know, all those kind of things. And you see where that line of, of logic can kind of lead and go to, you know, in a movie like this. This, why, this is why the... The mistaken idea that you can force people to believe something leads to some awful places. And yep. there's a, you can force obedience, but you cannot force belief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's just so I, I it's just such a primary foundation of of I think what this country is or, you know, kind of how it was founded is the idea that you do not force people to believe stuff. You let people believe whatever they want, you know. But have a conversation if you disagree. That's fine. That's great. I was just but, about to say that you can still have discussions about, and you can still think they're wrong, and you can still tell them they're wrong. That's not what it's about. Yeah. It's just you can't force them. There's a difference between telling someone they're wrong and someone being wrong. Like just because I say you're wrong doesn't mean you're wrong. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw a lot of that under there as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Anything right. else? Uh, I'm good. All right. There it is. Oh, I did want to mention, before we're done, uh, Pop will be off next week. So okay. we'll take a week break, and we will see you back in a couple weeks. Woo. And we'll be, I'm guessing, chatting pop culture. Yeah. I like that old culture of the pop. We'll see you then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.